welcome to the brand new episode of Prerequisite, the Penn State Shenango podcast. We have a fun episode on the way for you today. Let's, Let's get, get started. started. So I was having this conversation with my mom uh, the other day, and for some reason, it feels like, and and I think there's like a, a name for it, but it feels like the older you get, the faster time seems to go, because yes. this summer feels like it's like gone pretty much at this stage. I to think that it's already, you know, middle of June mm-hmm. or July, gosh, <laughs> July, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand where it went. I am very confused. I don't know if this, I speak for everybody, but I know as an employee, you have these big plans for the summer, all the things that you're going to get done because there's no one here and it's quiet. And now it's the middle of Mm -hmm. July. You've gotten like a third of the things that you wanted to get done. Oh, not even a third. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. Save them for next year, (laughs) next summer. That's why I said last summer. It's like 2019 projects in 2024. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird feeling that we're already kind of like nearing a month from, you know, welcome day and a little over a month from the start of the fall semester. It just feels like it really flew by and I'm not thrilled about it because mm-hmm. I am one who enjoys the, the warm weather and the sunshine. So it is not really up my alley. But anyways, just thought I'd ask that question before we get started. Let's move on to announcements. Who has announcements? Anyone? Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, come on. Come on, homie. Cassandra's not here, so... We got to have somebody that has an announcement. I always have announcements. <laughs> <clears throat> hey. Don't <laughs> <laughs> forget to add a secondary device for your multi-factor authentication, a.k.a. Mafa. <laughs> because if you uninstall the app, like we had a student do last night, um, you will no longer be able to get into your account. Mm. So make sure you have a backup method, such as your cell phone or another device. Uh, when you originally set up the app, it does not ask you for your telephone number. Therefore, your telephone number is not a backup device. You must manually do that. If you need help, stop by the IT office and we can give you a hand with that. That's great. Awesome. It's good to have something <laughs> to fill the airtime. It's good yes. to have a backup. Right? I no, Geraldine? I don't have any announcements. Oof. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Just next time. Next, I'm going to come <laughs> up with one. <laughs> She's just going to make something up. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, I, yes. I might have something. Oh. Um, <laughs> she said might. Might. The uh, Nittany Nook, they have farmer's, markers vou- far- farmer's Market vouchers if you are interested, students. So please see Leah Sizer or um, Tasha Lambert or anybody else on that committee if you are interested in receiving those. I think awesome. some people. I think some of them also have meals to go kits left in their office too. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. They're they're not perishable, so uh, you don't have to worry about getting poisoned or anything. So if you want a meal, please see those people also. When is the? Um, does anyone know when the first water fire is? Uh, didn't it happen already? Oh, jeez! Please tell me. I'm. I'm. I, did I miss it? Maybe Seriously? it's. It's coming up. 
I think it's in July. July 22nd. Okay. okay. July okay. 22nd. All right. Up. So that one's, yes. that's exciting. Uh, Hermitage Night Markets also are <laughs> happening. They're from 5 to 9. I think the first one is July 13th. And then... Mm, then it's once a month in Hermitage. Yes. Yes. But does Sharon has their farmer's market weekly, right? On Saturday mornings? I think so. I think so, And yeah. they just had their first one last week yeah. or this past weekend. Yeah. So Hermitage's is um, August 10th, September 14th, and October 5th. So uh, there's at least, you know, another one this summer for people to do. It's really nice. I like going to those little things and seeing like those small, you know, things. <laughs> the small things. The local I guess businesses. that's what matters, right? All the, the small local things. vendors, <laughs> yes. And all kinds of goodies and stuff like that. The food trucks, that's what I go for. See, and I, you know what? I was trying not to say that, but that's exactly what I go for, too. I mean, they, <laughs> the people that make candles and soaps, uh, there was a guy that made really, really good juice. Um, I think I talked about it last year at this time. So maybe I don't remember. Just, just check the archives if you want to know because I forget the name. <laughs> but yeah, I basically go for the food. So food. Oh, you could yep. just aimlessly wander asking for the guy who makes a really good juice. <laughs> juice guy. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with the two wine people that are normally there. Ooh, wine people. Yes. <laughs> or wineries. I shouldn't say wine people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too funny. And FYI, the water fire dates are July 22nd and September 16th. So is there only two this year then? Correct. It's been only okay. two for the last couple of years. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was the case or not. I was like, have they been doing that lately? So, nope. yeah, they must be. And Waterfire is cool, although it's been years since I've actually attended the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Again, I mainly go for like the kettle corn and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the actual Waterfire is, is pretty unique if you've never seen it. So <coughs> anyways, let's move on to our guest. Uh, let's get him on the hot seat. And uh, it's really cool because it's nice to have guests on that are not just well known on, on the Penn State Shenango campus, but obviously um, prominent members in the community as well. But uh, today on the hot seat... We actually have a faculty guest. Uh, we have a lecturer in philosophy, BJ Rudge. Dr. Rudge, what is going on? I like that intro. I'm going to start using that for my classes. Can I follow that? <laughs> you know, just come out with smoke and all this stuff. My students will love it. But I'm doing well. I'm having a good time with you guys. It's nice just to sit here and just watch you guys interact. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um... I know we kind of talked about this, you know, before we started recording, but I kind of wanted to talk to you because you, you mentioned 16 years as a soccer coach. Yeah. Probably a ton of amazing memories at Hickory. Um, you know, what was that what was the experience like over those 16 years? And then uh, what are some of your favorite uh, memories you had? Yeah, well, not to give you a long story, but I, I was blessed because I played soccer, actually very successful, played over in Europe. Wanted to play in college, but I blew both my knees out. Ooh. Mm. So when you tear both ACLs, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, you know, all those fun surgeries. I'm like, how do I continue to pursue this passion of soccer? So I end up uh, getting a job at the school. I graduated from Hickory. And so I did the, the girls for 16 years and it was a great time. And uh, I had coached boys all the way up to that point. So I thought I would coach girls like boys. And I realized that did not work very well. <laughs> um, but it was great because... Uh, you know, working with them. I learned a lot about how to interact with girls. And now my wife and I have five daughters. So, and I'm still learning, but I, you know, in the process, but it was good. I mean, a lot of great memories. We had a very successful program and, you know, I could talk about the championships, but I think it's the relationships. Yeah. And, and I, even here at Penn state, I've had a few of my former players be my students and it's nice just to kind of 
reminisce about the old days and uh, just talk about all the opportunities and the different uh, things that we were able to accomplish and just get to do together. So it was, it was a good time. Uh, you mentioned you played overseas. Was that like always your goal growing up is like, I want to go. Yeah. Play yeah. Or... You know, every kid has a little dream. Of, I want to be <laughs> the, the next, uh, you know, professional athlete. So yeah. Um, I had a chance to go over with a, a group called East West ambassadors. We went over to uh, Sweden, Denmark and Holland and played in a bunch of tournaments. And then I was coming out of my going into my senior year and had some Division One scholarships waiting for me. And about a week before my senior year, I blew my knee out. Oh. And so those scholarships oh, weren't no. available anymore because <laughs> obviously I had to miss a full year. And, you know, like I said, it's it's a time in your life to reflect, okay, what's the next step? Because I know if I should say this on, on live air, but uh, I was choosing my college based upon soccer. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, but, you know, uh, the, the door closed, but a new door opened up. And I did get the chance to play one year at Geneva College. Played there. But blew my other knee out, oh, so dear. that's that's Jeez. why I got into to, uh, coaching. Much better physically, mentally a little <laughs> challenging, but uh, you know it was a good time. Oh my! <laughs> that's why I was joking with these guys. I said, you know, I started coaching the girls' soccer team. I had a just long blonde hair. Beautiful blonde <laughs> hair. That's why my wife said she married me. And after 16 years, uh, well, if you haven't seen me yet, you could, uh, you know, don't have that long blonde hair anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously now you're, you're, I mean, you're not just here, you're everywhere else, mm-hmm. but, um, you, the one thing I, I guess I didn't realize, so it's kind of cool that you were a Hickory high grad, right? Yeah. You got to coach there and you also were a former student here and now yeah. you get to teach here. So how did you actually end up here? I guess the second time as a student or as a teacher teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, it was cool. My experience here, I'll just say this, you guys are blessed with this campus because when I was here, we had one pool table that was not in the best shape, and I think the place where we'd go eat was like a large uh, closet. We didn't have this. The weight room, I think, had like four or five, uh, you know, things you could do, and they were all very archaic. So you guys are blessed with the campus. But no, uh, you know, I had heard that someone said that the philosophy professor, I think it was Dr. Lisi at that point, um, had um, stepped away, and they were looking for someone. And I happened to know Melissa Fowler, so I reached out. I said, "Hey, what's going on with this position?" She told me about it, and. I put my application in, had an interview the following week, and before I know it, about a, f- a month or so later, I was teaching. You know, it happened relatively quick, but uh, it was a great time. In fact, you know, one of my first students, my first class, guess who it was? Who? Andy's wife, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, it was so That's funny because awesome. I had a lot of teaching from coaching, you know, uh, through, I worked with my dad at Bill Ridge Ministry, yeah. so I did a lot of teaching through that, but I never taught a classroom. So I can't remember if it was Alex or not, but there was a student in that class that said, hey, Dr. Rudge, uh, what rubrics do you have for the assignments? And I said, oh, I've got a bunch of rubrics, don't worry. And so I did what every smart person would do, right? Mm-hmm. I went home and Googled rubric. <laughs> Yeah. And so I can't remember if it was Alex or not, but now if you take my classes, you'll see the best rubrics possible because uh, I learned very early how those are important to have. But but that's really what happened. And I teach uh, ethics, bioethics, and also world religion and really enjoy the time with my students. And, you know, it's, it's been great. Well, the students love you. I mean, they always yeah. speak so highly of you and I think they enjoy. And I will say this and I don't mean this uh, super negatively. I never really enjoyed my philosophy classes. Um, so the fact that you can make them enjoyable, I think is really impressive because I just honestly, I never thought it was possible. Yeah. Um, well, unless hey, you're I, already into it. Yeah. And I won't hold that against you. My wife, <laughs> she, she's a nurse. So she took you know classes and she took philosophy. She said the worst class she ever took. Now, just so you know, she didn't take my class. All right. But yeah, you know, I, but I try to make 
I mean, no one going through my classes is trying to be a philosophy major. <laughs> so I try to take the class and make it practical for their lives, you know, yeah. and, and give them realistic situations of how we can navigate that ethically. And it spurs a lot of great conversation. So I enjoy it. And I, and I think you guys had asked, what's one of the things I love about this campus? I love the diversity of age and background. Sure. Because it just sure. It's, it spurs conversation where we can grow and learn from people who don't have the same experience that we have. And in an ethics class or bioethics or whatever it may be, we're dealing with some of those controversial issues. It's good for the students to be challenged, to step outside of what they know, just to learn from other people. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why the students like the class, because they see the practical value yeah. of what it does for their own life. So I would say, yeah, stepping away from college, you know, 10, 12 years later, I think philosophy is far more interesting and fascinating Absolutely. than it was before. Yeah. So I think maybe yeah. just being 18, 19, you're like, like this is no. stupid. I don't understand. Uh, Gaiji's ring yeah. is that? Is that a thing? Am I making? Yeah, that I still yeah. use that one in my classes. Yeah, so I think at go. the time I was like, no, this is this is not for me. I thought of like you know, Gollum and everything else. Okay, but, what is? Um, yeah, because that's what I thought of immediately. What is well, that? Well, yeah, <laughs> again, I don't remember because <laughs> <laughs> he just remembers the name. Yeah, I do. I there do. you go. <laughs> you got the name right though. So there yeah. you go. Um, but now, now I think it's super interesting and fascinating, especially the conversation about ethics. I think it's a very, yeah. very, yes. uh, especially nowadays, I think it's a really important conversation to have. But um, yeah, no, again, I can't say enough good things. I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, you know, we won't, we won't ooh and ah over you yeah. all, the whole time. But I think, you know, again, our, you. our students always say like, you know, BJ's class was great. It was so, it was so interesting. Um, he somehow makes this a fascinating part and you want to go to the class. And I think even like the, the debate that you kind of facilitate in your courses, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think a lot of students go into it thinking like, this is going to be fun. I think they're very nervous, yeah. mm -hmm. but by the end of it, they're like, that was actually a really good use of our time and, and, and class space. So I, I do, I do, I don't know if you hear that, but I wanted to make sure you did yeah, hear that. Yeah, I so. do hear it. And I appreciate okay. you saying that. I mean, I, and, and we're blessed, you know, we we're just talking before, you know, how our campus thrives off of adjunct. We got some great adjunct faculty. Yes, here yes, we do. So true. And so I think a lot of the compliments that I get from my students, uh, I've, I've heard the same thing about not just adjunct, but all the professors. And that, that and that's the thing I, I can't, I'm not just saying that as a professor, my daughter just went through the PTA program and it was nice to kind of see that side of the campus from a father's perspective. She had some amazing professors, great experience, and she's just finishing up summer clinicals and will be going through the next step of looking for a job. So, you know, we're blessed for the campus that we have. There's a lot of great, uh, you know, perks here with the size of it, with the diversity, and just great faculty and, uh, and uh, obviously professors as well. So you get to see it from multiple sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A father and a teacher. So. I do. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. We'll find you a staff job and then you can kind of. Right. There you go, out. man. Yeah. I feel like I'm already here full time. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> hey, we have an open desk in IT. You can come hang out with us. How many times do I call you for IT problems? Like, you know, that announcement you made, didn't we have that conversation last week? I got a new phone. I said, Bruce, I can't get onto my, uh, uh, you know, BJ's authenticator. So that announcement, everyone, just so you know, it came not from a student, from a professor. So there you go. Well, actually, you were last week on last week's podcast, but this is a new one from today. Man. Well, thank you. I'm glad I inspired some announcements. The cautionary in this tales. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we're at like one or two per week. Of people, oh yeah. Hey, if you get a new phone, out. this might happen. So please make sure you do this. Can't wait for like Black Friday and like Christmas time because I feel that a lot of people are going to lose access. <laughs> but anyway, it's always good to have coffee. You can sit tales. at the front desk and be like, "Hey, did you try rebooting? <laughs> That'll solve ninety-five percent." There you go. Did you I, turn I could it do off that. and turn it back on? Yep. yep. <laughs> or restart. There's did a difference between yes. restart and, and shut down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Too funny. Mm -hmm. Really? I'm like, I turn it off every day. 
Yeah. <laughs> did you restart it? Shut down is not the same as restart anymore. Oh, Learn something gosh. new. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you you mentioned your family several times. So um, your wife and you also have six children. Yeah. So where are the other kids at? Yeah. So Mariah is my oldest. So we go from 20 to seven, which is exciting because uh, you come home and your kids are in different phases of life. And yes. You're trying to program your brain now. Is this a college question or is this like a second grade question? Um, I've kind of find out I'm better qualified to answer the college question than the second grade. But yeah, they're, you know, they're all obviously in school. My oldest daughter just, uh, my second oldest, I say, just graduated. She's going into a, a nursing program for a local university. And uh, the other ones are still in high school and all the way down to third grade. So wow. Wow. it's exciting. You know, there's never a dull moment at our home. <laughs> That's why, you know, you guys want to know what, what are some of the hobbies I do? Well, that is I, I try to keep up with six kids, you know, and yeah. all the <laughs> things they got going on in their lives. That's full time. It, yeah. yeah. it is. So wow. you, is, this is more of a and I, I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> OK, but. So since you were so big into soccer and you kind of mentioned, you know, off air that, that, you know, they're not really playing soccer. Have you tried to encourage them to play soccer because yeah. of your passion? It's just, well, they didn't have a choice. Oh, no. okay, good. <laughs> All right. Good. But then I became, I realized that you can't force your kids to do what you're passionate sure. about. Um, and, and my oldest daughter did play. We were just talking beforehand. She had seven ankle surgeries. Oh, so that, she had to step out of that. My, uh, my other daughter was playing. She ended up getting a really bad concussion. She stepped away. So it wasn't that they didn't enjoy it. It's just, you know, other things. And then my son, um, uh, he is big into music. Okay. Which I have no oh. music ability. <laughs> you know, he plays the guitar. He plays the drums. And so wow. he didn't get that gene from me. And that's kind of his passion. And, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, I think you had asked me, like, why did I walk away from coaching? It, you know, it wasn't that I lost my passion for it. I just saw my kids' interest going in different directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you talked about how fast summer goes by. Yeah. Wait to get older like me. You were like, man, it's not just summer. It's life. <laughs> yeah. And so I just wanted to re- reevaluate where my time was being put and just focus more upon them and pursuing their, their interests. Cause I only have such a small window to, to be part of their lives till they grow up and go out and start their own. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That just got deep. Yeah. Really yeah. Well, I'm a philosophy yeah. teacher. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get too deep here, but <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. All right. So uh, we know how you kind of ended up here the second time. Um, what about your education? So, Colleges, yeah. PhD, master's. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, because uh, my knee injury, I kind of ended up choosing the only college that would still give me a scholarship. So I went to Geneva, but I loved it. Like our campus, I had a great student-professor uh, ratio. Had one professor who just, man, he inspired me. He really invested in me on a personal level and was always encouraging me. And so I kind of, talking with him, he kind of encouraged me to go on to graduate school. So I went out to uh, Biola University, which was in L.A., Oh. And uh, did my master's out there. I wanted to stay out there, but my wife and I, who were engaged at that point, came out to L.A. and said, there's no way we're staying here. So <laughs> we came back and um, ended up going to uh, get my Ph.D. through Trinity Seminary. And, uh, you know, that's the educational part of it. You know, I, I feel like you know, I'm grateful for my education. It, you know, it, it gives you opportunities, but I feel like the greatest lesson is life, you know, and the people mm-hmm. that come across my path and... That's one thing I love about this campus, you know, getting to have that ratio of student to professor. You get to know the students on a personal level. And I've always told them as much as I hope I've taught you, I've learned a lot from them as well. So, you know, it's education doesn't end whenever you're done with your degrees. It's it's an ongoing process of life. So now you have a, a unique kind of, you know, mindset and focus for all of your classes. Yeah. Um, can you kind of talk about some of those things that you kind of bring to the classroom and some of the things you ask of your students 
Yeah, I mean, you look at we're, we're talking about things that you said don't ever talk about. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about right, politics right. and stuff. So mm-hmm. these are issues become. I mean, we deal with abortion, euthanasia, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So these very tough issues. So how do you talk about it in an environment where you want to create the openness to discuss it, but do it in a way where you're not becoming it or you're attacking each other? So I just try to find a common ground, you know, with them to recognize that that there's beauty and diversity. We can learn from each other, but there's also unity that unite us as humans and. One of the things that unites us is we're all trying to seek answers to the four main questions of life, and that's who am I, you know, why am I here, how should I live, and where am I going? So these questions kind of spur conversation, and, and though we may look at them differently, there's moments in our lives where we're all going to kind of seek answers for those questions. And, and so, the, so the whole class is kind of designed to say, okay, here's where we're all at. we got diverse opinions, but yet we're all trying to find these answers, and how can we utilize uh, the differences of our own experience, but the experience of other people to be able to kind of help shape how we walk that path, you know? So, and I think coming from that perspective, it, it makes them feel like there's that common ground of conversation, but also, wow, this is practical. I'm not just going to sit here and learn about some ancient Greek philosopher, right? Which I, <laughs> yeah, Andy's smiling right now, but they can say, okay, I can see how this is relevant for, for my life. And, and also for whatever career they're going to be going into. So that's kind of the approach that I take is really trying to talk about those questions we're all looking for answers for, right? Oh. We'll have to I need my daughter wow. to take this class. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now she's at the stage of life where you have to believe what she believes. Oh, there you mm. go. You know what I mean? And there's mm. no, and I was like, this isn't argumentative time. This is gotcha. the time I said, you may not believe what other people believe, but you have to respect it True. and move on. I said, I don't know what it is with kids nowadays. They want you to believe exactly what they think, and then that's the right answer, and they will push it on you. I mm-hmm. think they get it from my stepdad. I think you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, he's not listening to this podcast. Right. <laughs> he doesn't know how to, to download it. Um, no, um, no I, I think, you know, Phil Nash and I have actually had this conversation many times that... Um, and I, I think, you know, philosophy is a, a great way and ethics and all these all these questions are great. But, you know, this idea of, you know, logic and reasoning being a bigger part of, uh, you know, college curriculum would be really great. So I think it's something that's sort of missing. But I will say I think that beyond maybe the overarching themes, I think what you're doing is facilitating those conversations. Like if I had this class in college, I probably would have been far more interested instead of reading texts and then you know, just basically hearing from a, from a, a professor or an instructor, I think if I was able to actually engage in conversation, I think that would have been far more valuable. So I think it's truthfully the way you're constructing your class that's kind of setting the, you know, the tone and the biggest difference there for me. But um, all of those things you just mentioned, like, I'd love to talk about them on the podcast someday. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I don't know if we'd have enough time uh, in one episode, but uh, it sh- certainly would be fun. Make it a series. Yeah. yeah. Se- yeah. yeah. Part one. The yeah. meaning of life. Let's <laughs> go big. Can we, add, yeah. can we add like a new segment? Yeah, like that's like, I don't know, deep thoughts or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Eric, I was thinking of Eric Jack can, Andy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you Eric go. Eric can whisper the intro because I know how much she loves whispers. Uh, so. Weird sounds. That's uh, neither here nor there. Oh, it's so great. I love it so much. Can't get enough. All right. Let's talk about your I guess your your full-time job sure right? yeah so I know um I, I I know enough about it but you know can you speak about it what is your full-time job and you know kind of what do you yeah I had do? a switch with my full-time job about two years ago uh there was a a guy that knew my dad in the ministry I was working at with him and he was looking to <laughs> retire and 
kind of proposed about me becoming a pastor. And I'll be quite honest with you, that was never on my uh, radar of ever doing that. But, you know, when COVID hit, a lot of churches shut down. It was kind of reassessing. I think for all of us, where's our spirituality? Where's our connections? Um, and and so in that time, just with my family, we were praying, and we just took a, a step of faith. We started a Bible study in our house. And a long story short, the building that he had his church in, we were able to plant our church there. And so I've been there for, we officially started September of... Uh, was it like 2022? I think it was. Yes, yeah, so we've been there. Well, I'm doing my math right, year and a half. So I'm not a math professor. So you guys figure <laughs> that out on your own. But it's been great. And I mean, you guys know uh, a person who's mm-hmm. part of that is yeah. uh, Melissa yeah. Fowler. You know, m- when I started to teach her, Melissa and I would always joke, you know, one of these days we're going to do a ministry together. And of course, you're going to be the singer because I can't sing. <laughs> and so she's the worship leader of our church and does an amazing job. It's been exciting, you know, and uh, just grateful for what has happened in just the year and a half we've been there. And just uh, excited for what God's got in store for our church down the road. That's really cool. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah. And where is your church located? At? It's right here in Hermitage. So like, uh, I'm trying to think of a landmark, you know, uh, it's off of 18, it's on Karen Lane. So that probably doesn't mean anything to you. So mm-hmm. probably the closest main landmark, you know, where Staples is at. And yeah. Yeah. Isn't it off Staples. Moorefield? Yeah. Off of Moorefield. It's, oh. you know, people don't realize it's a church back there because it's a residential area. Right. Right. But I kind of like it. We're kind of tucked back there. I call them like, we're like the little hidden gem, <laughs> you know? So, um, and it's been crazy because like when, when we started the church, we just were doing a Saturday night Bible study. <laughs> And the church has gr- uh, kept growing, and so now we're at three services on a Sunday. So it's a oh, long that's Sunday. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you know, for sure. And what is uh, Melissa's main role there? Uh, everything, but I mean, <laughs> technically, that sounds about right. Uh, she's uh, kind of my assistant to kind of take care of all the administrative stuff. But her, where her, she really thrives is at the as the worship leader and. Uh, you know, many of you guys, I don't know if you've ever heard her sing. She's oh, just got, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, the whole family, amazing. the whole family, yeah, yeah. True, her family true. can sing. Yes. So. She, she makes me look good when I'm, she prepares everyone for whenever I'm ready to preach. So she's, uh, you know, does a great job. And I know she, she thinks very highly of all you guys. She loves you guys very oh, much. We miss and love her so much. We do. Mm. Um, funny, funny story. I tried to get BJ to be the, uh, presider over my wedding but he was too cool and he was oh. Like, oh man he was like i i, I can't do that no, i'm just kidding i would have loved he was to busy that. he was busy i believe you uh you were traveling somewhere with your daughter if i'm not mistaken we were traveling and uh i literally was working seven days a week we just hired a new pastor to help out so yeah you know if you if you want to get remarried with alex <laughs> down the road I'll we'll do sure, it again all right i'll make sure that we do that so yeah we can't miss that opportunity there you go all right, so I sort of have one more question. I'm sure. utterly blown away and shocked by this. Uh, if I asked your kids, what would they say you secretly enjoy? Oh, do I have to make that? <laughs> probably they would have said soccer a while ago, but I think as I'm getting older, they would probably say it. I'm embarrassed to say this. I hope none of my future students or past students are listening to it. Uh, Hallmark movies, you know, because they always – my wife will sit down and she's like, "Hun, you know that this person going to go with that person. You know the ending of it. It's the same storyline. <laughs> And I know, I, I said, I know, but it's that, you know, just the idea of, you know, everything's going to work out great at the end, right? So, so it's, like, it's like the fuzzies. happy ending. Yeah. yeah, it's the happy ending, you know, yeah, with all the stress fair. and the craziness of the world. You can step into a Hallmark movie and be like, hey, look at this. Is it the Christmas ones especially Christmas that you ones, love? Yeah. Okay. I kind of, I kind of assumed. But, but don't think that I secretly watched at night because usually I'm with my kids. Because I yeah. mean, some that... A, Twenty-year-old or a seven-year-old can watch, and you don't have to worry about you know turning it off. So, yeah, that's okay. I think maybe a lot of us probably have our own comfort shows and movies that you know you you watch because 
you know the ending and you know that it's going to be, you know, positive or at the very least, you know, how it's going. like to me, I could rewatch the office a thousand times because I know go. exactly what's going to happen and it makes me feel good. So, all right. Any more questions for, for Dr. BJ Rudge? You did not ask about pets. Pets. Oh, oh Cassandra's right. not Cassandra's here. Cassandra's yeah. not here. She's a pet person, huh? She, well, yes. she always asks about pets. Do you have any yes. pets? We do. Um, you like this story. My <laughs> wife, we always, I grew up with dogs. My wife had one dog. She's not a big pet person. So she said, I gave you six kids, no, no animals. <laughs> well, then COVID happened. <laughs> and you know, like COVID, everyone's trying to figure out what you're going to do with all that time you didn't have, you yeah. had, that, you know, and so we decided during COVID to get a dog and we have a golden retriever. Yeah. And his name's Toby and he's about, Aww. I think he's turned about three now and. Just a great dog. I love him because he is so gentle and uh, so protective of the kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they are know. great with that. You know, and my wife, she, like I secretly like Hallmark movies, she secretly loves Toby. She <laughs> won't say, but she does love that dog. <laughs> That's usually how it works. It like does. The person mm-hmm. that doesn't want the dog is like, they end up falling in love with the dog. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like I've met your wife one time, but the more you've talked about her today, I'm like, God, I think I'd really like your wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? yeah. I gave you six kids. No animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, good good call, Bruce. Thank God you asked that question. Got it. All right. Any other questions for BJ before we get him off the hot seat and move on to our next segment? I do not think so. No? I think we're good. Don't don't lie to me, gang. Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to, uh, oddly enough, we're moving on to Triple M. So for uh, today's Melissa's Miscellaneous Musings, we have a a handful of questions. We probably won't get to all of them, but uh, let's start with um, this last one, actually, because I think that'll be interesting. Uh, And we'll start with our our wonderful guest in BJ. So what three things do you think uh, of the most each day? Of course, you come to me, right? Mm -hmm, We have to. This is like go to a restaurant. You wait for everyone else to order, then you order after. (laughs) I'll, I'll open it up. Um, my brain never stops. I'm always thinking about what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I think about my wife and my kids a lot, but I think, you know, uh, especially being a pastor, I'm always thinking about, you know, whatever situation I'm in, how can God use me to just be a light for him? So oh. those are probably the three things that I'm always thinking about as I go through the day. Oh my goodness. Well, we can't answer. I was going to say, I feel like I set you guys up for whatever you want to say. I made a mistake starting with BJ. Yeah. We shouldn't have started with BJ because now no one can follow. All right. Hey, I'll I'll change. I think of food, (laughs) sleep, and, uh, you know, Hallmark movies. There you go. I set you guys up. Um, No, great answer. Uh, I'm going to, Jerry Lynn, I'm sorry. I'm going to you guys. That's all right. I think about my kids. Okay. 99% 99% of the time. <laughs> I always think about what am I going to make for dinner mm-hmm. until dinner time. So that last and the last time, what do I think about? Oh, where do I have to be next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I think about my schedule a lot because mm. and I check my phone 50 million times to make sure because I don't want a reminder that I gotta be somewhere in 15 minutes. But. No, I get that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, Erica. <sighs> Um, I have to agree that I wonder what I'm supposed to do that day or mm-hmm. what's coming up yes. because, okay, what's coming up? What do I need to get ready for? What's coming up? Do I need to do anything? 
are there going to be people there? <laughs> 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 Constantly like, well, wait a minute. But I think the question, not so much the thing, but the question that I ask myself the most is, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got up. What was I doing? I don't know. I even asked that to my my roommate, Mandy. Mandy, what was I doing? I mean, she, of course, doesn't know what I was doing or what I was going to do next. So, yeah, those are the top two. And I, I guess the third one, um, what am I, what's going to be for dinner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that has to be yeah. there for a lot yeah. of people. I'm thinking about what am I going to eat for lunch. So at this exact moment. Yes. Uh, Bruce, how about you? Very similar. <laughs> like, what do I have to do during that day? Right. And say, what will I realistically do during the day? And what is my next meal? <laughs> or when is my next meal? <laughs> I get the sense that none of us are very present in the moment, <laughs> um, which actually would make sense why we all get along so well, since we're always thinking about next uh, steps. what's next. What about you, Andy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, so uh, the thing, I, I think part of the, I'm going to give myself an out. I think the reason that I'm so accident prone is because I'm always, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing in the moment. So like yes. when I'm cleaning a blender and I, you know, rip my hand open, it's because I'm like, what am I supposed to do next? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm always thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's the next thing needs to be done, or how does this happening right now impact a month from now, mm-hmm. two months from now? So I think that is always on the top of my mind, personally and professionally. Like I, I, my wife yesterday, I called her on the phone. I was talking about how do we set ourselves up for future success in terms of budgeting and buying a, a new home and this third. <laughs> and she's like, "Why are you this way?" I'm like, "I don't know." Um, <laughs> And then uh, I d- got to do it right. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, I think the second thing that I think about all the time is probably food mm-hmm. is, um, you know, my what it was what I'm putting in my body going to fuel me for the next few hours. Is it going to make me not feel super well? Um, how much dessert can I eat based on this meal here okay. right now? Um, that that's also something that my wife does. And then the last thing I think I think about um think about my wife all the time. I think about my family all the time. Um, I think that's probably why I'm constantly texting or calling them throughout <laughs> the day. I, I guess I don't, and, until I saw this question, I don't think I thought about that as much, how much yeah. I think about my family. Cause I'm literally always texting them and calling them. And I guess I should um, say that too. That's just a given. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, a I given. Like to me, it's like, that's why I was like, Oh man, I guess I really do think about that mm-hmm. all, all day long, every day. And even like the mornings, like I feel like I call my mom like most mornings, just seeing how she's doing and texting my brothers. And, um, I mean, obviously Alex and I text all day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean that, that was a, I'm glad Way to go, Leah. Great question. Fantastic. Good work. That was one of my favorites we've done so far. All right, let's do something a little more fun. So the uh, other random question that I want to dive into is, if you walked around wearing a warning label, what would yours say? <laughs> BJ, you're the guest. I'll get you're st- the guest. <laughs> I hope you guys understand. So my kids, uh, I forget it was for like my birthday or something, bought me this shirt. And their shirt says, be careful what you say you may end up at one of my sermons. <laughs> so there's my warning label. Be careful what you say because you end up in one of my sermons. So right now I'm taking mental notes for you guys in a future sermon. So no, I'm just teasing. Yeah. So I'm going to sure, go yeah. and I'm going to make sure. I'm going to be like, oh, that was me. He's talking about me. Oh, dear. It was me. Anyway. <laughs> it's actually a really good one. I think BJ's like, he's too good at this game. Oh, come on. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is not seeming very fair. All right, Bruce, I'm going to you next. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's Googling an answer there. I there was. You go. I was looking at caution labels. 
Um, one of my ones that I've liked to use before because I've had been asked this question is the proceed with caution oh. <laughs> uh, label because not that like I'm like an angry person, but like if you catch me in the middle of something, you know, yeah. I, I might be like, I'm in the zone, leave me alone. Or, you know, like if you catch me before I've had food, <laughs> then, you know, you may get hangry me. Mm. But, you know, it depends on the time of the day. But, yeah. That's her. I get that. I respect it. It's a good answer. We have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can see that. Uh, Erica, you. Uh, I would say, mine would say caution. <laughs> Incompetence, not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good one. (laughs) But I was thinking a little more positive, like um, um, prone to break out in song randomly. Oh, that's a that is a positive one. Yes, I feel like there's a song for everything, and if I'm trying to remember something, forget about it. I'm singing about it. If I'm not singing it out loud, I'm singing it in my head. Mm. That's a good one. It really is. Gear, gear. Sometimes I speak without thinking. Oh, yeah. Join the so yeah. I say something and I'm like, eh, I probably should have kept that inside, not <laughs> outside. Sometimes it like, but it's already out there. I already said it. Um, so then that adds to more conversations that we need to have because I keep, don't keep my mouth shut when I should keep my mouth shut. So I speak without thinking. Sometimes I just need to take some deep breaths before I. Mm-hmm. Take a minute. Take yeah. a beat. I I tell myself that doesn't happen. No, it's like an hour. Sometimes I need to take an hour before <laughs> I respond. <laughs> I should. I'm getting better at it though. Yeah. You know, especially with emails. You know, you want to immediately respond, and it's like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a beat and think about this before I say something. Yeah. I'm working on it. Well, I think that's a that's something we probably can all relate to is, uh, you know, sometimes you, you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to fly off the handle here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to come up with a, a warning label. I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't actually have a positive spin on, on one right now for myself. Uh, but I think mine would just say, like, you know, a uh, lot of patience until uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, something similar. I don't want to steal like the Hulk slogan, but you won't like me when I'm angry, you yes. know? Um, so a lot of patience, but you won't like me when you've, uh, you know, basically exerted all of my patience. So I think that would be something that my family and friends can definitely relate to is a very, very calm, very cool, very collected until I reach my breaking point. And then it's kind of like, yeah, we should probably all just walk away. Um, then I'll say things that I, I, I don't necessarily, uh, want to, want to have said. So that would be my warning label, I think. And then uh, let's do this last one. Would you rather (laughs) would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse or drive a motorcycle and why? BJ, I'm going to you. All right. I'm not going to make anything profound. Keep it very simple. I I know I would not do a motorcycle. I'd kill myself. Yes. A horse would be just a rough ride. So I would do a bike because I like to do bike rides with my kids and enjoy getting out in the countryside and riding a bike. So there's my answer. That's a really good one. Yeah. Eric, I'm going to you next. Um, well, I, I have similar thoughts on riding a motorcycle. I, I've been a passenger on a motorcycle and it was fun, but I don't think I could ever drive one, nor would my family let me because I run into things <laughs> on my own two feet, let alone on a motorcycle. So horses, I love animals, but they also have a mind of their own. 
Yeah. So if I am on a particular horse, it will probably decide it does not like me and buck me off. So no. So I'll have to go with bicycle because at least I'm closer. I don't know. I can kind of control it a little bit. And if I run into something, it's not going to be too fast. Like a motorcycle, if I run into it, it'd be a little fast. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, that all makes complete sense. Okay, I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yes, I completely lost track in the middle of that <laughs> sentence, paragraph, whatever. But yeah, ride a bike. That, that's, that's a good answer. Bruce? I'm going to go with uh, a loophole here. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with an electric bike. Ah. <laughs> because sometimes I like to like, just ride a bike and like do your own thing. And you like take in the scenery and you know enjoy yourself. Like maybe like around the beach, like Prescal or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times that like, I just want to get where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So like, that's when I would use the, the speed section of that. <laughs> Maybe not quite the motorcycle danger part of it, but, <laughs> but I've done, actually I've done all three of those. But, oh, that's cool. But I, I prefer bicycle. That's cool. Good but answer. Motorcycles get, get me into trouble. No, I, a lot of people. <laughs> gear, gear. I smiled when I read this because you guys, if you ever... I already know if what you, your answer is. My, it's riding a bike, but um, Mike would tell you I'm the worst motorcycle passenger rider ever. <laughs> really? He always says I'm going to make him wreck because when you lean into the turns, I lean away. So, oh, no. Uh, yes, because it's my natural. You want to stay upright. You don't want to yeah. lean around a bend. But you're supposed to. Yeah. 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 He always like, you're going to make me wreck. I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) You didn't wreck. She said, it's okay. It's okay. You didn't. We're good. What Um, about the birds? That's what drove me nuts, the birds, because I thought they were going to land on my helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was just just trying to hold on and keep the bike upright. It was my plan the whole time. Um, But I like to ride bikes. Everybody knows that. I think it's a like taking you back to your childhood. You get to be free. You get to get on and pedal. And where are you going? I don't know. You know, you're just yeah. going somewhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have your schedule right. breathing down your neck. You don't have anything. It's like, it just takes you back. I get that. That's a good answer. It feels like everyone's going bike. So You? Yeah, I think uh, uh, motorcycles, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with BJ. I definitely think what I would kill myself. But... I think the other thing, and I apologize, Mike, you're wonderful, but I find motorcycles obnoxious. Oh. <laughs> um, not all oh. of them. Not all of them are yeah. super loud, but like, you know, when you're outside enjoying a beautiful day uh-huh. and then someone comes by and it sounds like, you know, an explosion, it's a little obnoxious. It ruins the moment. Well, ruins they the do day. do that intentionally. Bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and that's attention seekers, part. but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, if you're a bike rider, good for you. You're a motorcycle rider, sorry. Horses, uh, I think they're beautiful animals. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I've ridden them. They're wonderful. I have a really weird history with horses. Um, I, they make me uncomfortable in, in some ways. Like my sister-in-law has a horse named Linus. Um, I went into the stall with him, kind of backed me into the corner. Very, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, but uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, Like he was like licking my leg and licking my arm. And I'm like, it's enough. You're, you're a massive beast. <laughs> This could go. This could go sideways very fast. But uh, yeah, I don't think I could do that. They definitely have a mind of their own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. I like riding bikes. Mm-hmm. It's so relaxing. It's great exercise. You feel the wind. Um, very. Yeah. Bike riding easy. Easy oh, answer yeah. for me. So, um, that was great. Good. Good. Good game, gang. Yay. Three Gs. We did it. <laughs> Let's move on. Thought. Yeah. Has anyone ever ridden a tandem bicycle? 
No. I have not. That sounds no. terrible. I would love to. Is it I easy? never have. I don't know. De- depends. If, if you're the driver, it's actually not bad because you know, it's okay. very similar to that uh, yeah. regular. But if you're in the back, like you can't steer it. Like I find myself, I'm like, I want to turn now. Like, <laughs> get so anxious. It's like you, you help pedal, but you don't turn. Yeah. So. Yeah. These handlebars are fake. It's they defi- don't work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an experience that uh, I recommend people try it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't like being the yeah. passenger in that s- scenario. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. All right. Um, let's move on to Spotlight. All right, so before I give my spotlight, I'll ask any of you, do you guys have spotlights? I know I made a fool of myself last time I asked this question because I, like, attacked you all, and then Eric actually was one that gave a really good spotlight, so um, everyone's been doing a great job. (laughs) Um, All right, well, before I give mine then, uh, BJ, thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome to have you. I think it was a no-brainer to get you on the podcast. And again, you know, we it's always wonderful to have you on campus and uh, the students do really appreciate you. And I think, you know, one day we'll have to make it a point to head over to the the church and, and say yeah, hello and, absolutely. and not be strangers. Melissa would love that. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for all you do for this campus too. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. All right, so I, lots of thanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of spotlights. Uh well, actually, it's more than one, but uh, I think the first spotlight, and I think I thought about this a few weeks ago, is, um, and he's been spotlighted once before, but I think, you know, Chuck Gregg doesn't get enough credit for kind of, you know, just the effort that he puts in for every department. Um, he's been here a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he provides a, a level of, of, you know, guidance and, and wisdom for a lot of us here, but he also kind of goes out of his way to you know, help other departments and, and help in areas that he probably shouldn't, <laughs> but he is, he does go out of his way to make sure that everyone has what they need and help ed- educate others to, you know, kind of figure out the Penn State system. Plus he's been to ASB trips and he's always doing everything he can for our students. But, um, you know, shout out spotlight to, to Chuck Greggs, good old Chuckleberry Finn. <laughs> and then uh, something that I actually, I was thinking about when uh, talking to BJ at the beginning is, you know, we probably don't talk about this enough is those that, you know, have, have, you know, come and helped build something or come and gone and have built something. But, um, sometimes you forget when we do this podcast every single week, how far we've come from where we started and how we wouldn't be where we were without those that have helped us start, um, you know, that, that were there from the very beginning, you know, as, as co-hosts or helping, you know, put out the podcast and make sure that people knew about it. Um, I just want to thank all of those. I don't want to definitely, I don't want to go name by name, but I think those that have helped us build this podcast to what it is, um, you know, they don't get thanked enough and we don't honor them and remember them enough. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I want to make sure that we spotlight them today and say, you know, thank you for helping us build this. And obviously, um, without our listeners, we wouldn't be where we are today. So, um, that's my spotlight anyways, great episode. Glad we could do it. Summer's moving too fast, but, uh, that wraps us up. As always, uh, please subscribe and listen every single week. And the most important thing you can do is to be kind. You jabronis, we're out. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.